Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Distraction Pieces Podcast, episode 285. Um, thank you for tuning in, guys. I'm joined today by Serge Pizzano, or uh, as I say in the uh, in the podcast, commonly known as Serge from Kasabian. Um, I love this one. This was a, such a good chat. Uh, me and Sage, Serge, Sage Serge, um, met at the Walk Like a Panther premiere, and he was just a lovely, lovely lad. And yeah, we've been trying to line this up for a long time, and we've lined it up for the release of his solo record. So it seemed perfect. He's done these amazing um, promo videos starring previous podcast guests, Stephen Graham, and they're fantastic. So um, check them out. Um, I won't ramble on t- too much. Over at patreon.com slash Scroobius Pip, it's, uh, it's poem of the month. And uh, next week, so that's on there. We've just had the Distraction Pieces Rewind episode on there as well. Um, yeah, and speechfellowmentrecords.com obviously always has, has wonderful stuff. If you enjoy this episode, if this is your first time here, uh, uh, let me think who might appeal. We've had Billy Bragg, Frank Carter and Frank Turner, a pair of, of Franks, uh, uh, Liam Howlett. I'm trying to think over him musicians and more in the indie world i've had professor green obviously that's not really in the indie world kate nash beans on toast i'm scrolling through charlotte hatherley um i'm scrolling through to try and give a few irrelevant ones that um that you may fancy having having a little listen to paloma faith was a great one uh 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 now you're just listening to me scroll through my phone and try and remember people. The Goldie episode is cracking. Uh, Huey Morgan. Just loads of good people. I'll leave it. I'll leave it roughly there. Let's have one last scroll. Matt Willis was a really good episode. He gave a good chat. Anyway, that's more than enough. I'll be back at the end with a load of information um, about everything that's to come. Oh, In fact, I'll tell you now who, who next week's guest is. It's the wonderful... Tez Ilias. Um, and I recommend you go on BBC Four's um, More Four. No, is it More Four? That's the channel. Four. Is it Four Play? It's something like that. Um, and watch the, the Tez O'Clock show. It was fantastic. We're going to be talking about how that came about. There's loads of good stuff on there. But anyway, for now, this is episode 285 of the Distraction Pieces podcast with Serge Pizzano. on that and that's that's what i love about the podcast listeners i've got is you have a big name on yeah and it's obviously going to be a spike in listens but i've still got that 15 to 20 thousand who will listen to every episode yeah, so yeah, when yeah. i've got uh, a doctor on or or, yeah. or liam pacey leon mcleod earlier yeah, this yeah. year who was one of the first responders in the uh, london bridge attack wow it's amazing because you yeah, know yeah. that they're going to get that Totally. That that platform and that voice. Well, we've started in oh, typical shit. podcast oh, yeah, 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 that's m- the manner. Um, I'm here with uh, Serge Pizzorno. Have I p- yes, p- good. pronounced that, that, that correctly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, I mean, it's one of those weird ones. I've had a few people on where you'll 
probably most people would refer to you. I know you as Serge from Kasabian. So, so you've got a new surname of from Kasabian. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's funny that I always thought, I think, like, you never really truly, like, make it until they just refer to, oh, there's Serge. Yeah. I always yeah, say, yeah, yeah, yeah. are you Serge from Kasabian? It's like, oh, yeah, I suppose. I think yeah. once you just are Serge or, yeah. you know, that's it, you've, yeah, you're done, you know what I mean? You've so got always that. have to always say that thing at the end. Yeah, that extra, <laughs> I always remember I did... Um, this is weird, and it's one of my favourite stories, but I'm not digging anyone out. Um, I did a gig in Manchester once at the, the venue that's owned, owned by Danny McNamara. Okay, and yeah. I, I think he's great, mm. but it cracked me up because we did... I think we met him early on, and it was an outside promoter, yeah. so I wasn't particularly aware of us. It was early days, and then we were headlining. We, we did a gig, and it went really well. And he came up and had that beautiful, humble awkwardness of introducing himself. He said, I'm Danny, Danny McNamara. Oh. Danny McNamara from Embrace oh, oh, and it was God. just that beautiful a triple hit of that awkwardness of I don't want you to assume uh, or I don't want to yeah, assume yeah, you know who yeah. I am and I did no, I, totally. I listened to Embrace yeah, back in the day so, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah I love that God. It's, it's one of my favourites because it was such a triple a triple yeah, hitter of, of introduction so uh, we met at the um, briefly at the Walk Like a Pramp a Panther yeah. uh, premiere after yeah, yeah. party and, and, and you were lovely and, and complimentary but I thought that's a good place to start because you've got a long, I'm in the film. Yeah. You've got a longer history with yeah, the film totally. than I have. So, yeah. known let's talk Stevie about that Graham and Dan Kadan, obviously the director. Oh. Sort of known them from way back now. Yeah. You know, uh, and uh, we were just involved. Uh, sort of Dan had this idea of this like, wrestling program. Yeah, and uh, me and uh, one of my best pals and, and someone else put a bit of money in just to get it started, so we yeah. could make the pilot. Which uh, then went on. I mean, it was a quite a long process of trying to get a film made. Yeah, completely. As you, as you know, you know, and then, then yeah, so, and then it was sort of mad to see it on, on the big screen. And yeah. The journey it had gone on. It must have been you amazing. You killed it, man. You were great in that. Thank you really very good. much. I love it. It's not easy, it. man. And it's, it's, it, it allowed me to meet Gus Khan, who was my partner in every scene, who yeah, also is nice. just, he cracks me up. He's, yeah. a, he's a genius. But yeah. how does that feel then to be kind of, Behind the scenes on something like that, because yeah. a lot of your achievements, you're, you're front and centre, so yeah, you course. get to experience it in a very open and public way, yeah. I guess, when you play a Leicester's football ground the season yeah, after yeah. they've won the league. You, that, that, yeah, you're yeah. getting that direct, in yeah. the moment, that sense of achievement. But this is one that you've kind of, you are sat there in the crowd going, yeah. oh, wow, I, yeah. I was kind of at the beginning of this. I, love, I sort of love movies, like I always, I, I feel... It, 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 like with all what I do, everything so I see everything visually, and you know, music, and I've always kind of I've just had a love of, and I'm sort of fascinated by new things as well. Like I like always to sort of, I want to see what it's like. Like I'm always yeah. intrigued to know, like the inner workings, and go on the set and and just sit and take it all in and figure it out. And you I know, so that. it's nice. I just like to be involved. Like you know, if I can, especially someone like that who had a great idea, like he needed a bit of help to get started and it's like well you know I, I sort of great you know yeah so it'd be it's nice to sort of you know be that person for someone else it's, it's nice to step out of your comfort zone a yeah. bit as well sure. right and go into different areas and that kind yeah. of leads obviously we will end up talking about Kasabian at some point because yeah, how can we not but that kind of leads nicely onto your new solo stuff because yeah. it feels that it's there's the excitement there of pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and also the bits I've heard, delving into areas of music, and, and this sh- shouldn't sound insulting, 
but areas of music that you're still new to and still learning. A lot of the music I love is is punk. Yeah, yeah, and Ian McKay used to say, I'd rather hear some kids who've got an idea and a direction and not necessarily all of the intense knowledge to get it out and have it exploding than a virtuoso who can do everything because then yeah. it becomes noodling. And the bits of the new stuff I've heard, it, it, it feels like that. It feels like it's stepping into areas with an, an, an excitement and energy of them being new to you rather than that kind of in a lot of areas of, of jazz or classical, things like that, it can for me it can start to feel almost that, that they're so comfortable there it's become the norm and boring. It feels exciting and new. Yeah. So has that been a key thing in there? Definitely, yeah. Cause I, I mean, man, that was a really long question. No, 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 I've got it, I've got it. So, I mean, it was like um, we finished touring sort of September and we, we for the first time ever, we thought, well, we'll have a year off because we... And we realised, God, we'd played every... If we'd not making an album, when we played, we'd, we'd fill the summer with gigs, festivals. So we'd never had, like, a whole segment of a time yeah. to stop. And it, you sort of get to six records, and I think it's, I think it's so important to, to, to some... T- you know, Joe Strummer said, which sometimes you just need to shut the fuck up, although I have made an album, but, you know, as a band, it's Completely. like, just disappear for a bit and let people remember... You know why? Yeah. You know, so it was it was perfect. But then I just thought this is so perfect. If it's now or never, really, yeah. to, to to get to yeah. put something out. And I had this sort of, I had three pieces of music that I called them. Meanwhile, and so the the sort of comic book thing of like you know Bruce Wayne, but meanwhile he's yeah, Batman. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. sort of like the, you know. Surge in the band, Surge from Xavier. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then yeah, meanwhile, yeah. there's this sort of dude that yeah. that, that does his thing. And, I, and so, so I had this sort of beginning, middle, and end to a, a record. I thought, well, I just fill the gaps in between, and I've got a nice story and a nice. That meanwhile thing, I like it. It's like I can feel like I can delve, dive into that. Yeah. And it was like, oh, I've got six months. Let's just do some business and yeah, and collaborate as well. That was at the forefront. I wanted to collaborate with other artists that that would probably, I don't know, just be. I, less of a thing when it's just you know you can sort of just go and try it rather than with with a band it's sort of a big deal and yeah yeah it's a lot to figure out whereas it's just me turning up going i've got this music if you like you know if you like it and you're kind of it's it's there's collaboration there but the starting point is more of a singular voice rather than with 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 the band, I'd imagine mm, there is a lot more. Well, this is—is is this a Kasabian song or is totally. it not a Kasabian yeah, yeah, song? Whereas absolutely. this, it must be nice to have not had that pressure because mm. no one knows what a Surge song is yet. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And you totally. didn't even know, no. like, like when you started. No, so exactly. That must have been a nice Amazing. freedom to go. I don't have to write this huge, uh, you know, gut wrenching riff kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. I, I, I don't have the pressure of that. I can exactly. go wherever I want to go with it. That's so true. I mean, it's like. Like it or not, as as free as you know, as an artist, you there are certain things like if we're going, if we're headlining a festival and there's a lot of people there, I need you sort of need to come with. I need to be. I need to come with some riffs, man. Yeah. I need to. I need to hit them with that. I need to hit them with that power. So without that in mind, this time I didn't have any of that. It's like well, every morning I'd go in and I just said, well, whatever. If I like it, then it, it's good and it's on. Yeah. And if I don't, then we just put it in the bin. So it wasn't like, oh, you know what, this is cool, but it's not quite right. And, you know, there's none of that. It was just, I like this, this is what we're going to do. We'll finish it today and then we'll move on to the next thing. Yeah. 
So that was a beautiful sort of place yeah, to be. It must be. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm convinced it's the reason um, a Rage Against the Machine stopped when they did because mm. they had just some of the biggest, most iconic riffs and there's only so much know, you, you, you can do with that. So seeing yeah. Tom Morello off yeah. touring with Bruce Springsteen's band yeah, and doing yeah. all sorts of other stuff and just Absolutely. not having that pressure of yeah. what is going to be the genre-defining riff you're going yeah. to write now. I know. It's, I, yeah. I mean, I sort of love... Uh, but also the perspective of, you know, coming out of the bubble and coming out of oh. your own world for a bit. Like, I, it's funny now because I can... Now sort of thinking about the next stuff I'm going to write for Kasabian, I can see it so much more clearly and, and I know exactly where it's got to be. I mean, I, I don't know what, you know, specifically, but I, I just... I'm like, wow... It's like you've gone on some mad expedition and you've come. I've come back with new treasures. And it's like, ah, oh, lads, I've got Completely. some new business here. And that's it, because you you go on that expedition because you've got stuff that doesn't feel like it's Kasabian stuff, right? But then yeah, when totally. you're exploring it, you learn yeah. so, so, so much more about it. My favourite album of mine and Dan Lassac's was our third one, and it's because after our second one, we both went off and did solo records. Yeah, and it wasn't just oh, here's more of us. We went off and. Again, exactly the same. Collaborated with other people, learnt new stuff, and then mm. came back going, oh, "Man, have I yeah. got this this yeah. lyric f- for you or this beat for you? Yeah, you know, yeah. I can't wait Absolutely. to get back in there." Absolutely. So, how's the collaboration part been? Um, uh, the lead single is with one of my favourite MCs in, in the in the UK, Lil Sims. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, number one, she's amazing, and number two, it's refreshingly rare for an MC to spell the word little. <laughs> rather than have Lil, because there's so many Lils in America. So I'm really pleased that she's Little Sims. How was that? To, did you choose her? Was it a yeah, natural kind it of was, thing? Uh, so um, I'm, I'm a good friends with Jeff Wharton, who plays um, in the Gorillas, and I, yeah. I, I knew he knew Sims. So I just said, like, can, you know, I mean, can I, can I grab her? No, I mean, it was always hard to do, make that first move, but it's yeah. like, look, I had this tune, and it... I needed a sort of female sort of... It was a sort of conversation I met for as a sort of online date and I needed this sort of retort, yeah. I needed the comeback. And it was about like our sort of online personalities, how we just all live in this sort of, you know, it's not, it's not the real us and it's just this, you know, this perfect image of ourselves. Yeah. And how the, the voices inside your head, are, you know, are, are screaming out who you really are, but you can't ever let that out because, you know, they've got this perfect vision. Yeah, of who, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And I sent her, sort of explained the track and sent the song and then sort of kind of be a bit when you send, I was just like going, man, is this, you know, it's like, ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I just sent it and then just it's the music down. version of online dating. <laughs> yeah, it's You're like, literally having to hit someone up and think, like, are they ah, going to hate me? Know, are they going to think know, I'm rubbish? I know, and it's just, and then you're sort of waiting. <laughs> it's like, ah, this is, you know. And then she just sent a beautiful uh, reply, just saying, I love the track. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of, yeah, this is great. Let's do it. I'll, I'll write a verse. And, and then I was like, wicked, let's get a studio. And then, yeah, I mean, it was really, really smooth. And then she came down. Amazing. And and uh, I did the thing of going. Oh, yeah, you know what? I've, I've sixteen bars now, not eight. I've extended. Yeah, <laughs> She's yeah. like, Oh, great! So she had to go off and write a set another eight bars. Amazing. But I've been honestly just just like it's beautiful to watch. Sort of watch from the corner, sort of get a space, and you know, just had little earpods on and just was writing. And it's just it was just amazing to see that like an artist at work. Yeah, and she did it, and 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 you know, it's, it's so. I mean, um, I didn't realize she had an album coming out. And I, 
just before we went in, she was dropping like these tunes, and man, that new album yeah. is so good. Yeah, and I was yeah. going, "Fuck, I'm lucky to get her on this track." Man. I was, I was, I was I just was talking like, to, to wow. one of the guys in I the mean, Acast Studios, and we were both saying it's got to be one of the early early t- tips for a Mercury because yeah, it's hundred yeah. percent. It's a banger, but um, yeah. so that must have been ex- exciting. Was that the first collaboration of the record? Yeah, yeah, because so that done... must have been exciting to get off to a positive start there totally. to have that. Because yeah. again, I think. It's it's. It, I said it almost th- throw away that it's kind of like the online dating of music, but that's a real thing. Like mm. I, when I had Fatboy Slim on, he told me that when he hit me up to ask me to record the words Fatboy Slim, just a band for him mm. to do a yeah, live yeah. thing with, he was nervous because he thought, "Oh, I'm some old boy, and <laughs> yeah. this is a new young artist. Are they going to think I'm shit?" I was like, no, yeah. "You're Fatboy Slim. Well, yeah, of course, yeah, I'm up totally. for doing that." Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there is always that that weird you. I, you know, I have it constantly. I always, ass- it's weird. It's it's only when I talk to my missus recently, I realised that my default is to assume that whoever it is thinks I'm shit, isn't a fan, yeah, thinks yeah. I'm or anything like that. Yeah, and my, then it's a nice I'm, surprise. Yeah, when yeah. It's the I'm, other co- way. I'm cozy in that city too, yeah. man. I'm like, yeah, that's where I've sort of. Yeah, yeah it's a it bizarre one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that must have meant the world when that first one went well. Yeah, um, yeah. From the collaboration point of view and from the solo project point of view because it is i can't decide if it's the track or the video that made me get a talking heads feel but it is there's it felt instantly that there's a freedom not to say that you don't have in kasabian but it's again it's a it's more of a a singular voice so it feels like you're you can be that the individual more rather than part of the the grander because again it's a huge thing to be Kasabian, to yeah. be in Kasabian. No, no, so to be your own thing here, it felt there's a freedom there and an excitement. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, it didn't suddenly, it didn't dawn on me till it was all done that, like, because I, I, making things, that's, like, that's, that's it. Like, I, every morning I try and make, like, I, it's like I've realised that's, you know, I'm sort of, everything's okay in the world if I've made something. Now, whether yeah. that's like, you know, a, you know, a drawing or a little video or a track, I, you know, that's, you know, that's kind of, so I, I made this record and then it's like, oh, you've got to promote it, which is fine. But then I started to go, oh, wow, it is actually quite a big deal that I've stepped away. You know what I mean? Then it all yeah. dawned on me, the actual, because I just see the, see the art, see what I've got to do and go, right, I'm going to make that. And everything just fall. I don't care. I don't think about anything it's, else. It's the clearest illustration of the, of the fact that the whole celebrity thing is an illusion because mm. you as just a human Create some stuff, and then you're like, "Oh right, yeah, I'm actually, I'm Serge, yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah, me, yeah. I'm I'm this guy, yeah. so I've got this profile. Therefore, yeah. there's this expectation, totally. and I think that's a constant thing in the world where the key thing is holding on to exactly that of just yeah. going right. I'm just creating this because I want to because yeah. this is me, and then yeah, you do have to kind of tie all those knots at the end totally. and the promotion part of it and all these the, all these other bits because it is because I think that's the thing that what was so exciting it reminded me of like the, it reminded me of the studio when I first you know when I first got like my first Akai sampler when I was like 15 yeah, yeah, or my yeah, first yeah, Atari yeah. and you got this equipment and you can do whatever you want and it's like I remember it's like fuck I forgot that for a minute that oh, you don't have like it can be whatever you want it like you, you know you, you can just go in there and just 
piss about, yeah. you know, and it doesn't have to do anything. It doesn't have to, and you can sort of explore stuff that would necessarily play. Oh, that's probably not it's a bit too weird. You can go further, yeah. And it, and, and and like I say, going back, and I and I started doing it. I did a little art project like Daft Apeth, yeah. Which I think that was the seed for all this. Like I was, I was finding myself not being very creative on tour. Just getting pissed, just being, a, yeah. just being an idiot, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I don't really like to write for some reason. Music, I feel like the gigs. I can't think about music when I'm. So it's just started to do little mad little drawings and think about. Yeah. To find a different creative outlet. Yeah, and it unlocked something, and it that reminded me of, you know, we used to roll around in a fucking metro, you know, just listening to like like Warp. We were obsessed yeah. with the label Warp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just you know, listening to like. Apex and two lone swordsmen and you know yeah. and and just like going in the studio going let's just let's just like let's just make a punk track but then just switch it into a pure like uh, you know electro you know, I mean just do let's just and, it, and it's like yeah that yeah. reminds me of those days man it's wicked because yeah it's it's really weird because as soon as again it's all it's it's hard to talk about because it's all kind of imaginary things but there is a pressure as soon as you become this thing that other people perceive you to be. Mm. So, again, within the constraints of Kasabian, you've got to be Kasabian. Yeah. You can't just piss about and go, here's got, this uh, really weird, yeah, yeah. odd thing. You've got to be Kasabian. So it feels like the solo record is you've had the best day ever in the school playground. Like, you've mm. had, it's been amazing. Everything's <laughs> been going right. You've been playing f- f- football. There's been girls there. It's been awesome. But then you've left the playground and there's fields and, and, yeah. and streets and there's so much more. So that's not to discount how amazing the time no. is in the playground of, of Kasabian as such. But you've, you've now got, wow, actually, there's this whole world and some of it I'm not going to like. But yeah. I can now explore all of it. Totally. I, mean, I think I've always sort of liked those, not, not constraints, but I've always liked the like, I always liked how big and how mental that became. And yeah. like Kasabian's like about connection and about like unity and about bringing people together and you know that's what it has become and you know and I and I sort of go it's like you know you sort of like sometimes you just want the stones to be the stones or you want Zeppelin to be yeah, Zeppelin yeah, you, know, you yeah, want yeah. you know there's artists that you love when they become this thing you just want them to you know there's, there's something sort of I don't know there's something I want them to do what they do yeah and like, I don't Completely. I don't mean like let them do whatever but like that, you know. So it's like, okay. So I'm cool with that. Like, if I get my head round that that's that, but then I create this other little universe that's every now and again I can just go into, open the door, and go, okay, right, here we go. What's yeah. what's where can we? What are we going to do? Where are we going to find ourselves now? Yeah. And then, um, you know, I got to work with uh, Slow Tie on this as well. Right. Wow. Well, yeah. Which I went to. I mean, I this was one where um, he was playing. Uh, in Birmingham, and yeah. I went to see him because I was. It was. I thought I just want to see see him play because I just want to start it with you know going back to before. It's like I want to know he's. I'm um, for real. It's not like I'm just. Oh, I've heard your name branded about. Yeah, it's like, no, yeah, no. I want to. Yeah, yeah. I need to see what's going on. And I got to say, it was. It made me feel like our first few gigs. Wicked. Just this rawness, this energy's power, this like attitude of. Like not giving a fuck, but not not arrogance, but just like this is what I'm about, yeah. and I am fearless. Yeah. And he killed it, and I was like, right, I need to figure out a way of um, getting him on the record. And I had 
the middle uh, sort of middle part of the story, uh, which which I call Meanwhile at the Welcome Break. Yeah, sort of midway through the album. I also I love services, man. I just yeah, they, they're yeah. just they're just mad yeah. places and completely. I love that like shout out to Westmoreland services. <laughs> you know what I mean? The best just services in the spend time in, the in there. And it's like there's something about. Yeah, just like football hooligans there, stag dudes, people in bands that have come off tour buses, you know. Mate, I'm, just I'm, like... I'm a Millwall fan, so numerous times yeah. on away games we've had to get police escort from services because we're I not mean. allowed to just They're go just... to the ground. Cause yeah. it's, so it's, there's, there's experience of services from away games to experience of services from touring times <laughs> I mean. to holidays. There is, there's yeah. all those worlds in one weird little no, it's overpriced that... place. Exactly. <laughs> and that's just, it made me laugh like this sort of, we made up the welcome break. I just the welcome break makes me laugh. I just yeah. find it funny. And it's getting off the motorway. There's something nice about giving yourself that moment metaphor of just getting off this motorway, giving yourself a moment, and then getting back on. Yeah. And I sort of explained this to slow time. He was like, "Well, I, I love it. I'm in." And it's such a beautiful, romantic, like very Morricone sort of Italian sound. Yeah. It's not beats. And I think you I appreciated because you'd expect, "Oh, I've got this beat." Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's. It's really sort of, you know. It's. It, it's pure Sergio Leone. I mean, it's. Yeah, be- and then he is. just. Uh, I mean, it took a while, man. He was hard to pin down, man. Yeah. Like, that he's. He's a maverick in all levels, and that was yeah. one where, it that took maybe two months to get the track, and yeah. then it came from nowhere. It's like, mate, I've done it. I was like, oh man, right in time, you yeah, know. Yeah. And it, and it, and it, yeah, he's at. at in, it's, it's, I mean, I'm so proud, and I'm so proud to sort of get two young British artists that I think are at the forefront of uh, music. And I, yeah. You know, just to have that on this record, it, you know, it's such an honour for me. It's mad as well because it's 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 collaborations like that are a different thing. There's still a pressure, but it's a completely different pressure on Little Sims, for example, mm. to write. F- f- for this track than for her album because totally. the album it's all put together it's this whole thing whereas her role on a collaboration is an individual piece obviously it's your job to then make it this yeah. record that works and all this kind of thing but that's kind of an ex- exciting thing to have that and it can often bring the best out of people because it puts them in a headspace they wouldn't normally be in and approach like the example as you were saying of Sims finding out, oh, it's, it's 16 instead of 8. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it's like, yeah. all right, well, let's just get this yeah, done. Yeah, that, yeah. That wouldn't have come how it came no. outside of that. And that's no. that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. It can go good and it can go bad. Thankfully, yeah. it went good. But I love stuff like that because it, it, when I did my solo record outside of, of mine and Dan Lassac's stuff, the point of that was these are all tracks that me and Dan couldn't have made or yeah, wouldn't have made. Exactly. So they, it's not that I'm taking anything away from what we should be doing. These couldn't exist in that world, so mm. they can only exist here, and that's a, yeah. That's yeah, a beautiful yeah. thing. Yeah, totally. I love it. Are you excited to get back to those gigs? I mean, you said a watching slow tie and it feeling this yeah. small and yeah. exciting and vibrant thing. Are you excited to to gig this because you're touring it in, in September, right? Yeah, and it's, it's yeah. going to be in these smaller venues, these more intimate gigs. That, and again, we are going to talk about it because I genuinely think there's few things more beautiful and powerful in the world than thousands of people together mm. c- connecting, singing along to music. So we will talk about stadiums and yeah, 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 things yeah. like that. But there's also something amazingly powerful about the intimacy, the the nakedness almost of these small gigs where they're not 
looking at a version of you on a screen. They're literally as far from you as I am now, mm. and it's yeah, yeah. it's all there. I've got this. I mean, I've got the plans. I <laughs> sort of cut them out, you know. Paint, you know, sort of made a little model, little Sabutio character. You yeah, know, it was me. But I want to. I want to sort of. I mean, to mention David Byrne earlier. I, I sort of went to see his live show, and it had a real effect. Just it, it was. I mean, I'd never seen anything quite like it. Yeah. And this, the two sort of starting points, the the photos, you can't put them side by side, and they have to be two different worlds, right? Yeah. So, so I'm not going to stand there with a guitar because yeah. that's that's that world. Yeah. So I'm going to sort of, you know, be Mr. Entertainment, which is as scary as fuck, really, because yeah. it's like shit. I'm. You know, I'm going to realise, man, that guitar was like having a cigarette, man. It's a good barrier, yeah, protection 100%. against all these people. A loud amp. If it's not going great, you turn the amp up. Because yeah, I'm yeah. going to sort of go, you know, full, you know, Bowie on it. And it's full. what I liked about the video was it It, it was a completely different swagger. Mm, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like there's a guitar holding swagger and it's one so, of the most undeniable swaggers yeah. in the world. But this was a completely different one and when it all starts to repeat and yeah. and, and expand it was an amazing visual and yeah Absolutely. that feels like a, 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 yeah a new freedom a scary freedom I'd imagine totally. because again you don't have the safety blanket of what you've known yeah. and um, not to say that a guitar in general is a safety blanket but whatever you've had from those early days to the big days it's what you're secure with yeah. so now that's being st- stripped away yeah, and you're totally. there to... I, I tore through people who directed it. We've worked, you know, a lot, lot together. And yeah. that was that thing of, of talking about it before and, and sort of... We talked about, like, Ace Ventura yeah. and uh, Fred Astaire and, like, this weird yeah. kind of... We always, like, we talked about, like, you know, because he based his, like, walk on that, like, Birds of Prey, didn't he? Right, yeah, So we yeah, sort yeah, of, amazing. you know, that was kind of, that. like, trying to get all those yeah. sort of weird movements. But, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. So... I'm going to try and hide... I don't want to give too much away, but I, it doesn't matter. No one's going to come. So I'm going to hide the, hide the band as much as I can and then yeah. reveal them sort of halfway through. Yeah, so a lot of it will probably just be me on my own in this sort of stage and then, you know, visuals behind and yeah. behind screens and stuff. Do you see Stormzy at Glastonbury? Yes. I think he's going to have reinvented a lot of people's attitude mm. towards live yeah. performance because yeah, yeah, I yeah. just thought as a headliner it's one of the first to bring such a creative production and totally. such a yeah, uh, yeah just mind m- mind blowing and again it it made you realise how much of a, a wonderful crutch it can be to have a full band like I've seen yeah. Springsteen on that yeah, stage yeah. and it's it's Springsteen he's one of the greatest performers of all time Yet Stormzy had me going, oh, wow, this isn't know, just yeah, a band yeah. playing some songs. This is totally. a performance. Yeah. So I think th- things like that are going to inspire so many people, bands and solo artists and yeah. whatever else, to go, right, why are we just rocking up and going, yeah. oh, it's a four-piece. That's you, what you do. It's the Beatles, right? Exactly. It's like, yeah, 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 it's yeah, like yeah. the Beatles do. There's no, the drums definitely. there. There's this here. Totally. To totally. go, right, actually, it's a it's a show. Yeah. It's going to reimagine that whole thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and uh, it, it's gonna. I think it's gonna be really, really great. But that's what I'm saying. I want that like, thing of like kids just see and go, oh yeah, you know what? We don't have to sort of stand where we've always stood. I mean, it's not. Yeah. It's not new. I saw Kendrick play in Birmingham again in NEC, and he just owned like one man, and he's not a tall guy. Yeah, and he just stood in this arena. We played that a few times, and 
It's like it didn't. The band were at the side, and he yeah. just owned this place. It's like God, if you've got if you've got enough, you can you can get that across. It's amazing, isn't it? And and again, this also in many ways the smaller venues are where you can experiment mm. with shit more. Anyway, I remember no, exactly. Danless Danless Sack in our touring days had to put up with so many weird fucking ideas from me. <laughs> we had one tour where I wanted no house music. Because I, I thought the impact of the first sound course, you hear yeah, being yeah, stage sound yeah, yeah. is massive. I know the atmosphere is cool, but having that boom, the band's on stage rather than, oh, have they started kind of thing. Simple, but it's so effective. And we did another tour where we had an interval. Because oh, literally nice. I was like, this will be cool. Yeah, like, no yeah, one yeah, does yeah. that. Have a five-minute interval. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the whole concept of get there early and get to the front, it's like, no, it's this fluid thing. There'll right. be a gap. You can go to the toilet. You can yeah, smoke. Yeah. And stuff like that is just... How did that work coming back on with it? Well, on that tour, it, it was literally only – it was a short tour. I think it was a pre-album tour or something. And we divided the set into a love section, a religion section. Wow. So we had it divided up. Nice. So we had four sections. And after the, the first one, we kind of had this – we said we're going to have an interval now. And there was like a countdown-type vibe of, of how long it's going to be. And it worked because people were then r- refreshed. Yeah. So – Again, the fact is it was smaller venues, so it's our hardcore fans anyway, so it's easy to get them back on side. But one of the reasons I thought of it was I saw Public Enemy. Oh, damn, wow. there's, a, there's a fire alarm. Um, there's, there's such funny things, fire alarms, because... Yeah, everyone just, ignores them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think we can just ignore that. So, no yeah. one's moving. But, yeah, anyway, um, I saw Public Enemy at Brixton Academy, and they were doing it, it, it Takes a Nation of Millions in order... And it had never occurred to me that the big, biggest banger of any band's back catalogue always comes when the crowd are most tired. So it takes a nation's a million, starts yeah. with Bring the Noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd never seen an eruption like it to start with the yeah. biggest banger when yeah. everyone's got all their energy. Yeah, yeah. So that was it. All we had to make sure we did was after the interval, we came in with a banger. And then it's like, you've all had a breather now yeah, and yeah, you're yeah. not knackered. That's you're... Even more energetic than ever. So there's tons of yeah, 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 there's tons of things. I don't know if I would have had the balls to have tried stuff like that in bigger scenarios, but it's interesting yeah. and it must be exciting so for you exciting. to go. Oh, what can I do fright, that, fright, that maybe yeah. I wouldn't try? Yeah, fucking like Wembley. No, <laughs> but, no, but I'll give it a go. You definitely learn. Yeah, and yeah, it's, it's it's yeah. I'm really uh, just just having it all set. You know, just just it's that thing of start of a project where you go well this can be absolutely anything I mean yes yeah. Uh, yeah I mean it could be and and, the, and, the, and it could fail like we'd be really bad it's like oh there is a reason why we all just play and like what the fuck's this completely well I mean I'm going to mention the dates now so in September you're playing it's from the the 5th until the, the 17th basically and you're going Glasgow Manchester Birmingham t- two nights in London Milan, Berlin, Amsterdam and Paris. Mm. I'm getting it in now because I nice always one. do it yeah, at the beginning thanks, or end, but people sometimes skip that, whereas yeah, the body yeah. of the interview... Of course, yeah. Let's get it in there. That's let's true. get that thanks. promotion accurate. Thanks, man. Um, so there's tons of things I want to talk about, and one of the things I want to talk about is a really recent thing, and it's probably something that none of your fans have tuned in to hear about, but I want to talk about Celebrity Gogglebox. Oh, okay. Because I really enjoy Gogglebox. Yes. Again, it surprises people. Yes. I just think it's genuinely entertaining. And you were with Mark Ronson, yes. and Mark is someone who I haven't seen in years, but he's such a key figure in my career because he ha- had me and Dan Lassac, oh, we supported him on our first big tour, and it was... Um, his first like arena tour or nice. big venue tour. Yeah. 
And it was amazing. And he's always, I think he's someone that, because he seemed to, from the public point of view, he seemed to come out of nowhere and get huge. Mm. I think he's such an overlooked guy as a producer and just as a dude. Mm. So how do you know Mark and what was the kind of the reason that you you two were together? Just over over the years we've sort of, because we signed the same label and he used um, the the covers album, he used one of our tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He used LSF and... and, uh, he was always like really sort of thankful because he, he wasn't like a big deal at the time, and he was just he was always really nice and yeah. kind of always made a point of like just being like thanks for that, and and so we just you know it just every now and again we just bump into each other, yeah, and we'd always go oh, man it'd be good one day to to get in the studio just because there's 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 definitely like my love of sort of hip hop and production and and sort of and his type of love British. Bands and he's sort completely. Of he's got so that heritage, like, in yeah. amazing hip hop production. He produced yeah. Ui, which is one of the, the classic rap tracks. Yeah. Yet from touring with him, he was obsessed with the Charlotte and yeah, with, no, totally. you know say, no, all, no, all, all the British no, indie bands. No, yeah. So and then uh, it's, you know, so I, one of a, a, a Sam that does the TV said, "Look, do you want to do Gogglebox with Mark?" And I was like, "You know what? Like usually these things, I'm like, I don't know, man. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like." Yeah, go on then. You know, it's like I, I was. Do you know what I'm intrigued? I was intrigued to know how they did it. You know what yeah, I mean? So yeah, I watched yeah, that. Yeah, completely. Home What's that all about? I so think there's just... so much of these things that as soon as you're in your career, you start to go, "Oh no, I couldn't do that," or "That's not yeah. right," or "This isn't right." Yeah. If you were working in a sh- shop and they oh, asked no, you to man. do it that's back in the day, you'd be like, "That sounds mad. Let's give it a look." Yeah, exactly. No, I'm always. I think, I think we I'm, can become I'm... snobs b- b- because of fear of damaging our own rep or whatever else. Totally. So sometimes that's the right way. But yeah, I always. Sh- if you're I genuinely sort of, curious, give it. A I like look. sort of. I always have that voice as well. Like if it is like I always, I'm always sort of. If sometimes I'm sort of maybe. To my detriment, I sort of, when I'm told things aren't right not to do stuff, now I kind of yeah. want to do them, you know. Yeah, completely. I sort of think like the the path that we laid early on, it's pissing people off is sort of great, you know. What yeah. I mean? it sort of feels like, yeah, sort of Andy Kaufman vibe where he's like, yeah, we're just gonna do th- a lot of things. This ro- this like vision of just like just everyone step aside, we're gonna follow our own path, whether you like it or not. We're going yeah. here with this. And it's like, so every now and again, it's like, ah, oh, it's probably, ah, oh, fuck it, it'll be all right. I'm, I'm, I remember seeing the Sex Pistols at Finsbury Park and in the lead-up to their their reunion gig, they'd had these gigs that had fallen apart after mm. three songs and all that. And then at Finsbury Park, they played one of the most amazing sets I've ever seen. Wow. And I always felt that was the most punk rock thing that they could have done. Because <laughs> yeah. now the expected is yeah, that they're yeah. going to have an argument and storm off yeah, and it's yeah. going to be shit. But it's like, well, if that's what's expected. It's not punk anymore, yeah, is it? No, it's, exactly. it's meant to be going. There's something no, in that. that expect- going yeah, that. yeah, totally. But it was good. I mean, it, it's mad when you sort of, so you film, it's like three hours. And, it, it, you know, I didn't, I'd never watch anything I'd, I'd do like, yeah. back. But I know there was. I know like there was some killer lines. Where I'm thinking they're never going to be able to use that. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know yeah. it's going to be like the dead simple. Oh, you know. But I was like, yeah. fuck. There's some good lines. And it's going to be when the two of you get proper relaxed. That yeah, you start going like, on the yeah. not for TV type. No, shit. I, I remember saying like because uh, there was a pit. There was like Boris came on. It's like just gave him the hammering. I was like. Man, he looks like the kind of guy that drinks gravy straight from the boat. 
And I was like, oh, that's good. I was like, that's a good little lyric, man. <laughs> like, they're never going to use that, man. So, but it was fun, man. I mean, and he's a he's an absolute dude, man. And we yeah. spent a bit of time. Went, I actually went to Glastonbury as a as a punter for the first. Yeah. And I, I had no idea that place. Like I've been going fifteen Huge, years, and I stepped out into it. I was like, oh my god! Like the main stage is like two percent of what Glastonbury yeah. is. I mean, uh, my outlook now as I'm getting old and boring is it's maybe too big i, I, yeah, I kind of I from having tried to go around it's like right yeah. i need to you have to plan who you want to see logistically rather than because again there's some things it's like yeah, yeah. if i was at home i wouldn't walk two towns over to go and see a band whereas <laughs> at glastonbury it's literally it's two towns it to go to some of them orienteering in it it's like what's this man <laughs> But how was that? Yeah. Good. It was great. And then, because he was playing in Shangri-La, and yeah. we walked there, like, three hours to get there, you know. <laughs> and um, it was, you know, and he played, and it, it's good to see, like, he's one, you know, he's sort of behind the decks, and he's, yeah. man, he's pretty incredible. Like, That's it, there's so of, much that you know, people don't like, realise how wow. dope he is. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I think totally. he gets stick on things yeah. like Gogglebox because he's, he's got this weird voice, but that's because yeah, he's English man. and American. Yeah. He's, he can't help that. That's his natural voice. He's not putting anything <laughs> on. No. He's just like, again, he's a story I don't think I've ever t- told before, but when we were touring with him, our first album hadn't even come out yet. And just after the tour, our first album was coming out and we were literally having kind of a celebration at... At Vibe Bar in Shoreditch, but l- literally just having some drinks with some old schoolmates. My mum and dad were there. Yeah, yeah. And Mark stopped by. And nice. it's like he was on his way to go and meet Amy Winehouse yeah, for, nice. for some stuff. And it's like he didn't have to yeah, do man. that. He's a, he's, at that point, he's number one, yeah, kind of yeah. huge, but he wanted to s- s- celebrate her album ah, coming out. And he came and had a beer. That's and good, man. And, yeah, I think it's easy to, to, to miss a lot of that when people become these fictional versions of themselves yeah 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 yeah, totally so yeah that's i mean well was music always your goal as a kid you grew up in in leicester Leicester, right you're a leicester lad was music always the i think target well like i I was like i was pretty good at sport and i think that that really helped i had a sort of funny name you know so but but i could play football so like a footballer right yeah no also like it was like i didn't get beat up because i was decent at football like i know i'd have definitely been picked out right because it was quite wasn't i wouldn't say it was like it's just a mad little less little village out in leicester it's like i mean it's not as dark as shea meadows but you know what i mean there's there's there's, you've got the local bullies yeah they weren't like, you know, the kind that just throw darts at, you know, those kind of dudes. Yeah, yeah. So I had like, I would have been instantly picked out. But because I was good at football, it's like, uh, you sort of get left alone. Yeah. But I really wanted, I sort of really loved, really like music was my thing. But it was like, you know, I sort of didn't really fit in. I didn't really fit in with the football lads. And then musicians thought, oh, you, if you like football, you can't be a musician. So yeah. I was kind of mixed in between. And I, and I, so I got a sort of um, Atari... When, and an Octomed, you remember like Fruity Loops and all that? Yeah, and yeah, So yeah, I got yeah, that yeah. early on, uh, just out of the paper. And, and that was I, that was the beginning where I could start to make music on, on a computer. And that yeah. was the start. And then obviously like the Britpop thing, I was a perfect age for that, like 14. Yeah. yeah. So they, then well, I wanted to play Were you a, f- a fan across, across the board? Because Britpop, weirdly, was the first that kind of seemed to take... The football mentality. Yeah. We support this team or totally. that team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas I was, I was dragged into it for a bit, and I was Blur rather than Oasis. And then I was like, Oh no, actually, I like 
all of I really like Oasis. Yeah. I really like Blur. I really it's all right. It doesn't yeah. have to be a, a your team against mine. No, I mean, because I, I was a rave kid, that was the sort of like hardcore. Like Fantasia and Bukalov, yeah. and that was my world. Yeah. Because you couldn't get it in HMV, you know, you know what I mean? It was yeah. like a weird little group of us. I used to get, my dad used to get flyers, used to stick flyers on the walls. Oh, yeah. To get my dad to go, there's a shop called 5 HQ. It's yeah. like, you know, the human traffic, like, yeah, that's yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 he was yeah. free, so frit to go in there. And then, like, my dad would go in and get my flyers. Because we were only kids, and then there was a sign at the, in the end saying "No parents allowed to take flyers." You know? What I mean? Oh wow! <laughs> there were like piles of flyers. So I kind of that was that was sort of where my head was at, and this un this I was just fascinated by the gathering of you know this unity and this this place where everyone would congregate and be yeah. in this like world away from like the mainstream, and that was yeah. So that was kind of where I, I started, and then. Like, Oasis did this thing. Like, a, it gave you a confidence that I don't, I don't necessarily would have had without them. Yeah. Like, they made... The way they were... The way they just entered... The, the way they just came in and went, right, this is this is us, this is who we are. And the way they... It was just had such a, like... It, like uh, just blew my mind. And it's, they... I mean, was, it's, you know. it's, 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 it screams out to me that it would because... There was prior to that you'd l- l- literally learnt that you can't be a musician if you're a football lad. You can't no, be a football lad if totally. you're a musician. Yeah. And then they come about exactly. massive football fans yeah. and become the, yeah. the biggest then, band in the world. Totally. Yeah, so it's, yeah, again, yeah. it's perfect That's, for that to yeah, go. Yeah. Oh no, actually, it's That's fucking so all right. Why yeah. do I have to? Why does totally. it have to be these separate things? So it makes sense that then be no, that. That's true. Actually, click. I never thought about that because, like, I you know, I'd sort of play with like long hair, sort of pure Jim Morrison hair, and and and. If it wasn't for Oasis, that would have been. You, there's no way you've been allowed that. But then, yeah. then there'd be like the you know, the fat centre back would have like a mod coach. You yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah, like yeah. it was a mad time. So yeah, that was kind of the the, the beginnings. And I think, and then mentioned it earlier about the warp. The, then the sort of I, I, after the Oasis thing, the warps entered my life, and that was a you know a massive turning point. Yeah. I, used to, I was just obsessed with that label and yeah. anything that came out. You know what I mean? It was I like. Just, Push. I mean, the, the, the same as as Warp films have yeah, done. They just absolutely. pushed the boundaries yeah. and did have a focus on kind of the people that would probably be overlooked otherwise. Absolutely. You know, if they didn't yeah. sign them, no one else was going to be signing this person. But totally. we need to make this happen. Yeah, and that yeah. was the sort of then I, the equipment changed, and I'd figured out, you know. Um, sort of started to get Pro Tools. Then I sort of Cubase and Pro yeah. Tools and moved up. Then it was kind of the ice, just to sort of see if all three of those worlds could kind of meet somewhere. Yeah. And then with the sort of psychedelic 60s as well. Yeah. But the idea was to try and, you know, somehow mould all that together. That yeah. was the, their it's sort of start. Because they're all stuff that would go off in a club, but in, in different rooms of a club. <laughs> yeah. That's my you head, go to man. one of these like you know what? three, <laughs> three four-floored clubs, there's going to be the indie That's room, my head. there's going to be the dance room, and it's yeah. like, yeah. it's beautiful to kind of go, right, how can these just, how can we have one room yeah. that everyone's kind of That's enjoying? It's my head, in? man, it's like a nightmare, because sometimes it, it's hard to, you know, it's hard to get it all, you know. Yeah. That's why it's, you know, To get it funny. All, to, all to come it's funny. together. Well, I mean, weirdly, f- football remained a big part 
of 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 your life as a musician, really, right? Because the, I mean, Kasabian being uh, selected as as the Sky Sports kind of yeah. music and stuff like that, yeah. that that's that's huge for getting into to, 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 to people's heads and to appeal into that outside of musos market, mm. which again is something for this if you want to have those huge moments of unity of br- br- bringing together indie kids and the bloke down the pub mm. and all of this, then yeah. then that's key. But then more, even more than that, I mean, you, me, and we mentioned and mutual friends, Stevie Graham, are, are all veterans of Soccer AM. And yeah. Um, yeah. that I was watching every week at the point you scored that outrageous goal um, on Road to Wembley. So funny. And genuinely, it's something that comes up still all the time. It's so crazy. Because I always felt at that time, because the first... Time I was on Soccer AM, I had no label, no, I had one song out, but I hit them up because I felt they were so overlooked. Because at that point, you had Jules Holland, yeah. but there wasn't Top of the Pops anymore. There wasn't a lot of options f- for music, and people were ignoring Soccer AM because it's a football show, but they were having amazing b- bands on, yeah. pu- pushing them, playing at their video and stuff. So it, For me, it made sense. And again, that goal has been oh, man, such a so key weird. part, right? It really has. Like, it's so weird because, you know, all the, all this sort of, you know, the, this, you know, the artist, the bleeding artist, and it's like most people will come up and go, <laughs> that goal, man, and you just go, what about the six albums? Five number one albums, mate, you know what I mean? And then there's I was all conscious this other, that I wanted to leave know. it at least 45 minutes into the podcast. <laughs> it's, like, it's, before it's mad, it and it, it's mad. I even like met Elton John, and he even he mentioned it. You know amazing! What I mean? and it's like what I mean. That was a weird meeting, um, but like yeah, it's just it's amazing. <laughs> and you know, we did a gig in Paris, and we'd not been to bed, and we sat on the telly, and you know, and you're sweating, and you're just like, oh, I don't want to fuck this man. Like, I'm dying here. Like, I'm just trying to, you know, we might even have had like a Jack and Coke before. You know, it's so fucking rock and roll, but it was just to level out. Yeah, and it's the only reason why I tried something so. Diff, diff, like, yeah. insane because I just thought oh, whatever Where's and that? I wish I did I do wish that I'd had carried on walking because I came like, I'd walked and I dropped the jacket I thought I, w- I always wish I should have just carried on and then they'd have gone oh he's left yeah. but I was sat on the set he watched it again but yeah no it's amazing how you, how those things travel and, and still now I'm still go and it's amazing how the story like escalates because what's funny I mean, I, I let you into a... I'm going to blow a myth out. But everyone says I was wearing winkle pickers, yeah. which I wasn't. I was wearing desert boots. But it's amazing. The story's yeah, better yeah, in everyone's yeah. head. Yeah. You're in those mad winkle pickers. Like, no, I was in desert <laughs> boots. And you can clearly see that, like, yeah. on the film. But yeah. So no one wants to know the truth. No, no one wants to know the truth. I, I love it. Why let the truth get in the way <laughs> exactly. of a good story? Exactly. I, my, I've, I've missed n- numerous attempts of a road to Wembley yeah. and again it's that thing of that one moment it all, all, all worked the one time I scored they l- literally had a bike waiting for me and a helmet there because I wanted to make the, the oh, midday you know what? I remember that. kick, kick yeah. off of Millwall That's and West Ham I do remember so that so again it was just the, a bike. Yeah, all the times that. I've missed the one time I score and l- literally yeah. I'm stood there w- yeah, with right. Helen and she's saying goodbye put the helmet on and get on a bike and leave that's the dream so at least I, I didn't get as yeah. glorious a goal but, but I got the <laughs> ultimate walk away of literally but that was one where because you're in that moment of it's TV yeah. I was halfway up the up, yeah. up the motorway on this bike like 
Buzzing. So what's happened? What's, <laughs> that was mental. That's just all. That's all there. It's and crazy. Then you're at the ground. So how's it been to kind of to go from that trying to figure out how to, to put these things together? Because I think because Sabian are a band that it feel it probably feels like it happened a lot quicker than it really did, but it did feel like you guys exploded onto the scene mm. and were this huge, you know, festival tent headlining and then full festival headlining band within a shortish space of time. So yeah. how was that to kind of b- 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 be on that ride and not step off at all kind of thing? It'd be this constant Yeah, I mean, it was, it was... I suppose it, because it was the first time we'd ever done it, you just... It's like... It's like we didn't know any different. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? We didn't question any of it. It's only now looking back, I go, man, that was... Like, obviously getting there from, you know, seven... We started when we were 17. Yeah. So, obviously, to, we got signed 20, when we were 22. So, yeah. those five years, like yeah. anyone, you know, no one cares. Yeah. And we're just trying to work out what we sound like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's only now when I look back and go, wow, we, it was, you know, album came and then we just we just kept moving, you know, we just kept getting a little bigger, moving on. Yeah. But I think, yeah, we, it, we just, like, I'm really proud of, like, we... We didn't give a fuck, and I loved that, yeah, you know? Yeah. And I look, I look and that, you know, like that innocence and that ridiculous attitude. And I think born out of that mad time in Britain where, yeah. no, you know. But it, but it was, it, like I say, it wasn't, it was definitely not an arrogant way, and it wasn't like we feel better than anyone else. It was just more, we've got something to say. Yeah. And so, like is or not, we're just going to say it, and we're going to say it as loud as we possibly can, and to as many people as we can. And 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 that was kind of what got us through. I mean, when we first played with Oasis, I remember it was a big moment. We played with them in Portugal, and we sort of met them before. And we were, you know, they're intimidating, yeah, uh, most incredible pe- two people I've ever met. But we went on there with zero fear, and it's like we we went on there to headline. We had yeah. no like, pff, it was like ah, we, we are, you know. Thank you for getting us here because without you, this band wouldn't be. But when we're on that stage, this is ours, mate. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And they'd never seen anything like that. And after the gig, like, Noel was like, shit, like, we've never played with a band that have had the balls to just fucking say, well, look, it's, this is our half an hour. Here we are. This is, this, you know, you're going to have to follow that. And they were like, these kids, who are these kids? Do you know yeah. what I mean? These are these ridiculous. Like, I mean, what are they trying to, do, you know what I mean? Do you feel there's any key or method to keeping that on stage because again i think the problem can be when bands blow up i think on stage you have to have an arrogance mm, and a swagger exactly. and a confidence but that see. can be what kills bands and yes the weird thing yes. obviously when we met i thought you're just a, a lovely and polite lad and we've got a, f- a numerous mutual friends and even a mate of mine, Stu, I do some podcast stuff with. I was, I was talking about this podcast the other day, and he was like, he met Tom once, yeah. and he was like, he was the politest guy he's yeah, ever yeah. met. And you know, on stage, yeah, it's yeah. this swaggering, oh, yeah. arrogant. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. you'd assume off stage they might be a bit of a nightmare. And yeah. you know, people like Oasis have got a rep for totally. on or off stage being yeah, a yeah. bit hard work at times. Yeah. But do you think there's a key, or do you think having that separation is key to the longevity? Maybe that. You you put all your energy into being that swaggering yeah. guys on stage, and then when you're yeah. off stage, you can go, "All right, cool, let's, yeah. let's relax and have a cup of tea." Yeah, yeah. No, I couldn't <laughs> be like he, he's. We, well, yeah, I call him him, but like I, I, I 
to be able to do it, I have to get in the mindset. I mean, live the live thing came late to me because I've always yeah. been a studio head and yeah. I enjoyed the live thing, but I always found, you know, playing you know playing the same, the set would change, but it pretty much, you know, you know yeah. what you're going to play. So I'd always struggle to find what this sort of, what I can do, well, how I can make this interesting for myself. And then one night was in like a... I think it was in like Loch Ness or something. Tom wasn't feeling great, had toothache. And he kind of was like, mate, help me out tonight. And so I had to, f- to do a little bit more than I usually did. And I was like, oh, hold on. I sort of unlocked this door and go, oh, a gig can be this. Yeah. And then I started to like experiment, like go, well, I can, I can move over to this bit of the stage. Simple things like that. And then it yeah. just manifested itself into this crazy like vibes man that I'm going to fucking yeah. go through and now literally to I love that that it's a chance incident yeah. that Tom wasn't f- yeah. feeling great and it meant that you had the, and then it's like Just oh wow like, actually this yeah. works yeah and it's like then to go right there's you know 80,000 people here I need to emanate this energy yeah. and this and I always I've always sort of loved MCs I've always loved you know I've always loved the, the interaction with the crowd getting down you know starting the mosh pit off yeah. it's like it's great when they do it, but sometimes you need, like, you're in France and it's, like, yeah. going five songs in, you're like, these kids don't care. Yeah. I need to, like, I need to start this mosh pit myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, like, that guy, when I come off, I can't, you know, I, the, I just have to sort of, it, it's like a, you know, it's a transformation. And it's the, I think it's the, maybe I, I deal with the nerves, I deal with the excitement, yeah. but it's, like, I'd rather attack it and be massive yeah. than, than just be frightened of it, you know. I love that because there's, there's something there that I was always a big believer in as a, as a performer. There's there's a responsibility there. You're seeing a crowd isn't that up for it and you're seeing it as your job to get them there exactly. rather than going, oh, that crowd was shit. Yeah. If, if, I always felt if the crowd was shit, then we have not done our job. And totally. festivals are the prime example of that because yeah. they've got no responsibility to be a good crowd if it's your tour or whatever, then it's a different thing. But mm. it's a festival. They're here for other things. If they're bad, it's your job to get them there. And I think so many bands can overlook that and yeah. go, oh, it was a, it was a, a, a shit crowd tonight. Where it's like, well, what did you change yeah. to make it, it's to a, try and make it work? It's opportunity. I just see a bad crowd as opportunity. Because yeah. if they don't care, then I don't care either. Yeah. But that means I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get down into the pit. I'm going to go into the crowd. Yeah. I'm going to walk around the back. I'm going to come in from the back of the stage. I'm just going to try shit. And then you go, oh, man, what happens when I do that when they do like what we're doing? Yeah, it's like, yeah, just then it's like, yeah, fuck, this yeah. gig's insane. Like, yeah. And it's like, like I'm never going to be Jimi Hendrix. I'm never going to be Keith Richards. I'm never going to be Johnny Mike. I'm going to be these boys, these guitar heroes. But I can somehow be like, you know, like to, to sort of blend in that kind of like mod, that sort of um, like an MC. Yeah. You know, that just like with a guitar, that, and it's like I've never seen a guitarist do that. So I was yeah. like, okay, that could be my little, that's my little niche, that's and my little and, move. And it's a great thing as well because as I'm not a big believer in backing bands. Yeah, you've all got, got your role to play. Totally. So it might not be that you have to be up the front and leading the crowd, but but you've got a job to be be doing. And if the guitarist in this man's job is to get that crowd yeah. fired up, then that's his job. It's not, yeah. you know, it shouldn't be a, totally. all I have to do is play my, a, a riff. So have you had any points or can you think of any? Because, again, I can, I started making a list and it was a, a too much of, of the O2, of 
of Victoria Park in Leicester, of headlining Redden and Leeds, headlining Glasgow. Have there been anywhere you've had to work hard to hold it down? Because, again, I touched on it earlier. I think one of the most beautiful things of humanity is when people of all different backgrounds and cultures and whatever come together in, in singing along to something. I was, yeah. I was talking to my mate the other day and I was saying, I, I was driving home and a Bon Jovi gig was on Virgin Radio. This was a few years back. And I'm not the biggest Bon Jovi fan, but I was welling up yeah, because yeah. of hearing that crowd <laughs> singing along to Living uh, on a Prayer or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It was just, it's a beautiful and amazing thing. Yeah. So how's that been to have Glastonbury or Redden and Leeds kind of Insane. singing along? But that's the thing, it's like that was the sort of, we wanted as as best we can to bring people together. I mean, that was the you know that was the thing about connecting, because I suppose you don't, you know you're probably just in this shit town and you're fucking trying to figure yeah. it all out. So on a mass level, I just want to we want to put things out there that 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 bring bring everyone together. We played that week of our lives. We played um, so Victoria Park, which is this main sort of part, cent- right in the centre of um, Leicester. Yeah. And we, that was the choice because we wanted the city to hear it. You know what I mean? It's like you can play, but it's three miles out. It's like, yeah. no, 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 it has to be right in the middle. And so we played that gig, it's like 50,000, and it was it was incredible. And then the weekend after we headlined Glastonbury, so it was like the maddest week. Yeah. And um, we, I went... It's um, a really mad week, isn't it? So, I mean... Because like, there's this something like so the... emotional about hometown, anything yeah. hometown, because... Particularly if you've grown up in an area where you feel like an outcast, totally. To then come home and be and feel like the hero is amazing. Yeah, yeah. But Glastonbury's Glastonbury, man. Yeah, it is. I know. <laughs> it's, it's fucking you Glastonbury. Can, no, no, no. I, you can kind of you know everyone's going to be watching, and you know what you know. You sit in front of the TV. You you know you know what you're like. You can yeah. be like anyone. Come on, go. Fuck is these? Twins? It's rubbish. Yeah, it's this dickhead thing. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. So you got that, and then you've also got like you know we're a f- you know we've always. We've always split the crowd. There's, there's, always, there's no one really that. Oh, what? I'm not really sure. You're either in or you're not. Yeah. So you've got the the journalists. You know the you know the vibe. Yeah. So you know we've got we've we feel like inside we've got there's a little bit we've got to be really fucking good yeah. to just get away with it. Yeah. You know what I mean, if we if we yeah. just if we're not firing hundred percent, yeah, then we're not going to get away with it. A lot of bands that you see, some bands are afforded that little bit of leeway. But certain bands, you've got to be so good. So we knew that was coming. And I listened, we went, Noel, Noel Fielding has become his godfather to my kids, man. He's my wow. boy. Yeah. And uh, so we got him to come on to do Vlad, like we do a song yeah, for Vlad, yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. the vampire. Yeah. And uh, so we, we were travelling <laughs> together on the bus, and it's the weirdest, like, warm-up. You know, free, there's a book, Free Men in a Boat, and it's yeah. read by Hugh Laurie. Right. So we had that on an audio book, me and him. We sat <laughs> drinking, like... <laughs> <laughs> we were drinking like you know, like uh, throat coats, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, just, like, yeah, what yeah. Is the throat? just like to just take my head away from me. We were to laughing, going as if this is like yeah. this is the fucking start of it. And then we got there, and uh, the, the pyramid. You know, when you see it, I'd been nervous, but never anything like this, man. Like, yeah. Never anything. Never felt anything quite like it. I was going to ask if you get nervous. Not usually, a, a before, but that, man, that but, yeah. was like. I'd say, like, to a point where, should we just go home, man? You know, I'm yeah. like, I'm not sure I want to, cool, like, sack this yeah. off, man. It's too yeah. big. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and it was, like, 15 minutes in, maybe, and I th- I'm sure I'd do this to myself 
to put myself in situations. I we did a cover of Crazy, and it was just me on my own acoustic. Yeah. And I turned to, to the guitar and then turned back. I thought, man, there's like hundred thousand people, and now I've got to sing a song and acoustic. The band's gone. Yeah. And I'm like, and I, and it, it went really well. And I put the guitar back down. So I had that little moment in my head going, from now on in, you've got over there, you've you've done good. this yeah, bit. Yeah. Anything else after this is just plain sailing. Cause yeah. Turns out it's not, but in my head, five minutes it's like, oh, you've done that bit now. Yeah. So nothing's a nothing's a nothing's a problem. And then I, the next hour or so, I can't remember a thing because I was just having the best time, man. Yeah. Just I just went. I'm in now. I'm this. I'm there. I'm I'm just drowning in all this like euphoria and the you know and the crowd and just yeah. the fact that we started when we were 16, rehearsed three times a week. You know what I mean? We you know however long like 12 13 years from playing first on on a friday to then headlining and it's like look around and my boy tom dibs and ian and ben and tim and it's like yeah man this remember this moment remember it's beautiful to get to have that kind of even brief moment of going remember this because again it's the it's i feel like i keep are bringing it back to, to to my music stuff, but I keep finding kind of comparisons there. Yeah, of course. The just a band bit in Thou Shall Always Kill was all about the fact everyone is just bands. That yeah, yeah. Everyone, there's a hundred thousand people there watching Kasabian, but on stage you're looking over and seeing Tom, of course, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, yeah, totally. and your boys. Yeah, it's yeah. not you're yeah. not seeing Kasabian. Yeah, you're seeing your mates. So it's amazing to have that moment on the pyramid stage, head at Glastonbury, and go. This is us. This isn't what they think. That they don't even realise. No, they think it's Kasabian. It's yeah. not. Secretly, it's, true, yeah. it's just us. Yeah, yeah. It's just us. I lads. remember that. I love that tune so much, man. I remember when it first came out, and um, if you think it was like Gonzo, was it on Gonzo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Was, 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 I love that. Completely prank. pushed us and, and launched us there. And I'd heard like heard bits, and and I was intrigued because like this poetry and it's like rock. It's got some elements, and then when you when you start name checking the yeah, bands, yeah. And I, and and it's, it starts off, and then you go block party, and then Arctic Monkeys, and I'm like going, come on, please, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, fuck you. <laughs> oh, I, I love it. I've had I've had people offended to be on there. I've yeah. had people proud to be on there because oh, people man, again, pure proud. Like I was like, people come saw on. it as an insult. Oh, then, man. Yeah. I was laughing, going, come on. I was like, ah, fuck, we got to work harder. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I'm going to get away from that because it feels weird to be talking about my stuff. But no, man, it's great. Uh, let's kind of, I want to wrap things up with just talking about 2016 because I'm not convinced it happened because <laughs> Leicester won the premiership. Crazy. I mean, Trump got elected. Prince and Bowie died. Brexit ha- I'm convinced that mm. year didn't because there's yeah, so yeah. much in that year totally. that you're like, Prince can't die. He's Prince and Burry. That's yeah. un- uh, Trump definitely can't become president. Yeah. And most unlikely of all, Leicester cannot win the Premier League. No, it's so mental. So how mad was that? And then to get to go and play kind of... It was so... To be the celebration it's such. such a weird... Because it was like... There was sort of... I think it might have been the Swansea game. And weirdly, like... We we sort of got managed to see the whole season. It just fell right at the time. Yeah. Stars aligning. Because usually we're watching... You know, eight in the morning in yeah, Japan, of or yeah, you know, yeah, trying yeah. to catch up. And um, I think it was a Swansea game, and I rang the manager and said, "Look, we we've got to move because we were booked to play the stadium 2017 right. to start the record." Right. 
and I rang him and said, right, you've got eight, probably nine weeks, ten weeks to, to switch those dates because yeah. if we, well, I think we're going to win it and these gigs can't be next year because yeah. we might go down next year. Yeah. You know, like that's <laughs> yeah, how mad it is. 100%. And it's like, we need to like, there's, there is something going on here that if we, if we can be, if we can get those stadium gigs, yeah. because no one's played there and, so, remember, I mean, it was a miracle they got them through. Yeah. But that eight week, I mean, that that whole season, it's amazing the effect it had on, you know, because football's football and people, you know, whatever people think about football, um, it, it, it did something to the city that was like, the together, it was so, in, what, just it was incredible what it actually felt like to be 100%. in there. It's and amazing. just to go in this, just to go in any shop and anywhere, this togetherness. The it positive effect of football so is so easily overlooked. It was Again, incredible. I've, I've been a Millwall fan since I was a kid and we've had a lot to be ashamed <coughs> of and mm. to be sh- shouted down about. But still, it's somewhere early on that I saw big burly men who wouldn't normally show emotion mm. crying and showing yeah, emotion yeah. and... and Again, I always remember um, there was a, a, a season we were in the in the playoff finals at, um, at Wembley, and it was against Scunthorpe, and Gary Alexander scored arguably the, the best goal ever. At, it was before the old Wembley went, yeah, arguably yeah. the best the best goal ever there. And in that moment, he scored this amazing goal. We're going up to the Premiership for the first time. Are we going up? And then Scunthorpe got two, and suddenly, so but the. The importance of feeling that huge range of emotions mm, yeah, in such yeah. a short amount of time. I love films, but I can't get that from a no, film. Totally. To have that that yeah, absolute yeah. high yeah. and then that absolute low of this whole year has been a waste because yeah. we're back here again. Because it's a similar thing with Millwall. It's like, if it didn't happen then, yeah. we could be down next season. It's, it's, it's exactly that. It's, it's that yeah. it's same so, thing. And yeah, yeah. It, I genuinely think I'm, I've never had any particular uh, connection to Leicester, but that season meant the world to everyone because yeah, it is that motivational absolutely. thing of it. It sounds so stupid and over the top, but it makes anything achievable. It yeah, makes anything yeah. possible because like, that that's not on paper anywhere. And it's funny because it's we have like satellite trucks uh, come to the house to do like weird, you know, like sort of ma- really mainstream stuff. You know, like really early morning. Yeah, it's IT breakfast, but they obviously they're so desperate to talk to you. They come to your house, yeah. And I remember looking at the window, going, "If you get one of those trucks outside your house, you've either done something really, really bad, or <laughs> <Yeah, yeah, yeah. laughs> so you know, what I mean, it's, yeah. there's, there's extreme like it's yeah. either really gone well for you or really bad, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah. And it, yeah, it was just we we for for a minute, it was the center center of the world, and then obviously we got to play two nights in the stadium, yeah. uh, you know. At, on top of the emotion of, you know, of, of winning the league. And it, yeah, I mean, I got goosebumps thinking about it. Yeah. And I think... Um, well, to be part of, of yeah, that year, to be totally. part of that it's celebration, so it's weird. historic, right? So weird. And I, th- beautiful moment, like when we came back, like, to play in the Champions League, they brought the, they brought the European Cup to the house. So I had to do an interview and they brought the, oh, wow. the with security. Yeah. And uh, they were like, oh, you can't lift it over your head, only if you win it. So obviously when they've left the room, I was like, yeah. <laughs> and my boys came back from school, two boys. I was like, lads, lads, quick, quick, get your shirts on. So so they put the less shirts on and they we went outside in the garden. I've got a picture of them on the lawn, just like holding the, the European cup. And I was just like, 
I mean, come on. Amazing. That is like, what a... That, Dad of the that, year, that, honestly, right there, right? It's just like, yes. Oh, how do you f- find that? Balancing t- touring life and music life with a family, you know? It's kind of, it's, it seems to be a question that only f- a women get asked yeah. on, on in interviews. Yeah, yeah, but, but, you know, it's something that... Because even when you're off from touring, if you're trying to bury yourself in creativity, the, that can be a very solitary yeah. thing. I think, but how do you how do you balance that, or how do you find it? I, for me, like I've always found it quite easy to like like the once the suitcase once I'm home, you know that guy, yeah. he's, he's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put the suitcase, you know, in the loft, and he's away for a bit, and I'm dad. And I've got a studio at home, so I've always yeah, worked from perfect. home. So I never, I, I sort of, I've tried other places, but I just feel good where I am. And I feel yeah. like, I like just nipping over, you know, it's got a little building outside. Yeah. And then I like boys come home from school and they just piss about with it, you know, and they change all the synths. And, <laughs> these old, like these vintage synths, and they might, you know, and they just come in and just mess them, pull all the leads out, step all the mics. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, and then the chaos. But I just, no, I really like, um, you know they're no, no, they're the most important. Like they're my family, you know, my my wife, my kids, man, like that's everything. Yeah. So I just, you know, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't let anything fuck that up if you know yeah. what I mean. Because it's yeah. easy, it's easy to go around the wrong road. But I just they, it's too. That's that's like that's that's every everything to me. So like I've always gone. Okay, that was fun, but now I'm now I'm back. Don't bring them to. Don't let them to me. You know? Yeah, I was going to say, have they have they have they seen you live? If, Mm. Yeah, yeah they today? came to uh, uh, when we played the because uh, we played the end of this, the bus ceremony. Yeah, so they came Amazing. and it was like you know they came on stage and everything. I love it. And I was mad the life they've had. I got I, no idea. Like it's taken me sort of nearly forty odd years to see what I've seen, and yeah. and they've seen it or they've seen most of it already. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm like, where's their starting point? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's That's like mad, what they it? think is possible to what I thought was possible, you know, in a rehearsal room, you know, it's, it's like they've seen some stuff. They could only, you know, God knows what they're going to do. Yeah, yeah. Tax collectors or something. Yeah. <laughs> something really normal. Exactly. You know? Well, I'll wrap things up there. I'll, I really appreciate the time. But, I, was, I mean, what's ahead, I guess? Obviously, we've got, as this comes out, the solo record will be out very soon. And then there's the tour. You were taking a year gap from Kasabian, are you you back in on that or what's yeah, the? Yeah, yeah, I've got um, I've just because I'm just working, so I'm always writing. So yeah. I, I've got I'm st- I've sort of I've started that. I think I've got a quite clear like in the last few days, I just had this. I've got I've got a real clear idea of what that needs to be and what what I want to do with that. Yeah, and I I would never have got there that this quick without doing something else. Yeah, so it's like you know definitely that's like I'm so glad. Yeah, I did that. That's perfect. Well, th- thank you very much for your time. Oh, it's, it's been, been an, an absolute honor. pleasure. It's been an honor, man. And I think you know, I say this for a lot of people, man. This is important. This what you're doing is incredible, man. I really appreciate. I never. It. I, I don't listen at school. I feel like podcasts are my like educating myself. Do you know? Yeah. What I, mean? yeah. I just didn't care about any of that shit they were teaching me. Yeah. But I feel like there's a few of few of you boys that are like teaching us, man. That's wicked. Thank I appreciate you. that. Well, thank you very much. You've been listening to Scroobius Pip's Distraction Pieces.
There we go. That was Serge. How great was that? Um, absolutely lovely dudes. I delighted in uh, in chatting. It's weird because I've got another one coming out in October. Who's another big band who were big around that time as well, and are still big. But um, it's hilarious because two of them, Serge brought up um, not being listed in in Thou Shall Always Kill, and this other guy didn't. It's mad to me all these years on. Because again, you've got to bear in mind, when we wrote and released that song, I, I recorded the original v- vocals in my bedroom at my mum's house. Th- that's where I lived. So I listed bands with never an idea that not only would those bands hear about it, but other bands would be frustrated to be l- l- left off the list. It's, it's absolutely bonkers. Anyway, more things to tell you about. Number one, thank you for all the love for the last few weeks episodes um sarah pascoe and joe gilgan in particular have gone down absolute treat um as you're listening now you're part of the hardcore who listen till the end if you haven't already i'd really appreciate if you give a listen to the pod bible podcast and myself Stuart Whiffin and adam richardson have worked really hard on pod bible and the podcast is uh is the next phase of that journey and they're 20 to 30 minute episodes that um yeah are really good fun and we talk to a podcaster about their podcast and we talk to two other podcasts about the podcast that they love so it's really good way of hearing about new podcasts hearing from the podcasters you love it's good fun i promise you it's it's worth a listen is there anything else i wanted to, to rant about i'm sure there was something i wanted to to bang on about not really. I've been watching some good TV shows recently. The Boys has blown me away, as has uh, Brassic and Mindhunter Series 2. Some real good stuff. Um, I think that's everything, really. The Pod Bible podcast has said, go and give that a look. Oh, damn. They've, they've announced the first of the guests for the hardest part of the jaw live podcast at the, at the London Podcast Festival. And it's Ginny, former progress champion current wwe uk challenger and one of the best wrestlers in the world right now i think she was the first ever rev pro champ yeah it's a really cool announcement so um grab your tickets for that because the next two announcements they've booked two more guests as well and they're fantastic so i think the more that is announced the the less tickets there's going to be left so swoop them up i'd also recommend you get yourself along just just make a weekend of it mate and we've also got um hardcore house party where the hardcore listing lads will be having the birthday girls house party girls on to talk about the top five things that make a great house party which is blooming fantastic in my opinion so yeah tune in for all that grab your tickets it's at king's place it's the london podcast festival on september 7th and 8th of or oh, September of, of 2019 um I'll be down there f- for loads of the festival in general handing out pod bible magazines and generally being involved and enjoying the festivities and meeting all you lot so yeah grab your tickets for hardcore house party and hardest part of the jaw um I'll see you all next week when my guest is the wonderful Tez Ilias. see you later <laughs>